everybody, and welcome to episode 42 of Bucks UK TV. That's right, this is the show that has the meaning of the life, the universe, and everything. Um, or maybe we might just try and have a stab at what the, uh, the week's results are going to be for the NFL. I am joined by our regulars, Alex and Gary, and we have a new guest for you, but he's not new to the club. He's been a Bucks UK member for as long as I can remember and probably beyond. John, hello. Hey guys, how are we doing? It's uh, nice to be here, talk some football. And uh, to be honest, how great it is to be able to uh, wear one of these in my first appearance on the uh, podcast. So, uh, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, John, for, for those that maybe only recognise your, your forum user tag, tell us a little bit more about um, you and your background and, and how the Bucks came to be part of it. Cool. So um, like many guys, I got into American football uh, during my teenage years. Couldn't really sleep too much, so uh, started watching this uh, strange sport on TV and uh, got into the rules. And back in the early 2000s, uh, this team in red were pretty good. Um, so that was good. Who was to know it was another 15 years of pain before it came back around again? Uh, then I uh, found the club in 2007-2008 at university, uh, where I played the sport for seven or eight years. Um, so yeah, I've... Uh, I did pretty well, uh, if I don't say so myself. Um, always modest, as we, as we like to be in this place. And I've been a part of the club, yeah, going on 12, 13 years now. Always uh, look forward to the competitions, uh, the chat on the forum, and chat on game day. And, I mean, last year was just the icing cream on a cake, if whatever you want to say for it. Um, so it's lovely. I mean, four in the morning, uh, last February, Everyone up together uh, with a celebratory drink was um, just phenomenal. So, yeah, happy to be here, guys. Cheers. Brilliant. And, yeah, John's definitely our go-to for X's and O's. If you want to know pass pro versus cover five, I'm not sure even that exists. But he, he's definitely uh, definitely your man. So, if you haven't watched part one, be sure to go and check out part one of this preview. Here we are looking at the second half of the season. And we've polled our Bucks UK members. They've all voted for which games they think are going to be wins, which games they think might be losses. And we're going to compare those with uh, those views of our hosts as we rattle through it. So, where we got to last time is we went through the first half of the season, the first eight games. Uh, we've got different hosts this time, so I thought I'd just give you a quick rundown as to where they thought we would be. Uh, I have to say, um, I got a lot of stick for thinking the Bucks were going to be four and four at the half. Um, it gets better, uh, so stick with me. John, you had a couple of losses. Gary, you had a couple of losses. Alex, you had three losses, and I think generally we, we, were, we weren't too disagreeing with what, what the, um, the Bucks UK members were saying. But I think uh, one, one comment that we had on the forum from Phil, interesting that 74% picked us to lose to the Rams. I wonder how much of that is down to, like me, looking at the schedule and thinking, we must lose somewhere. Oh, I'll well, pick the Rams as they're one of the stronger ones. I think we can probably all relate to that. We're all quietly confident, thinking we've got a chance at doing something good here. Um, don't balls it up. This is the schedule. We've done up to the bye week. I think week nine is a really nice bye week. Wouldn't we say so, Alex? Yeah, right in the middle. That would be a great uh, great time for the players to have a bit of a rest and recharge. Um, yeah, it's the break to getting, isn't it? Getting a, a bye week at a, a really sensible time. So, yeah, love the look of that bye week. That's it. And then we've got um, the football team, the Giants, the Colts, the, the Falcons, the Bills, the Saints, Carolina twice sandwiched by the Jets. I mean, that's the sort of football sandwich that anyone would relish devouring, as I'm sure we'll come and talk about it. A couple of primetime games, 
and a lot of the early games, a lot of the, the 1 p.m. Tampa, 6 p.m. kickoff teams, the, the reason those weeks 11 to 18 are in orange are those are the weeks that can be flexed. We'll go jump straight into week 10. Everyone thinks it's a win. 91% of the Bucks said win. Gary, tell us why you thought it was a win. Uh, quite simply, we're the better team. They've, they've got a, a sort of semi-decent defence, uh, but we beat them last year comfortably. Um, I, it's just not an issue for me, this one. Um, they haven't got, they've got nothing on offence to speak of. Uh, a washed-up quarterback in Fitzmagic. So this is this is a relatively easy. This isn't defend the indefensible Gary on, on fighting squawk. It's okay <laughs> to like Fitzmagic. <laughs> well, I, I did a couple of years ago. I mean, John, this yeah, this was I think actually in a way this the playoff game against the football team was the one that had me the most worried. They're a good team, aren't they? Uh, I think Gary sums up well with a good defence. Uh, that can be tricky. But the question is, which Fitzpatrick is going to turn up? Uh, I mean, we've seen what he can do. He can be lights out and go four touchdowns, no problem. And another day, he can do a James and go four interceptions. So uh, who will it be? And will it even be Fitzmagic? Will it be Heineke? Um, by that point in the season, he could, he could have had his rope uh, pulled back and uh, it could be Taylor Heineke in for us again. Week 11, it gets even easier, apparently. Now, I, well, I'm renowned for being pessimistic. The Giants are teams that have caused us consternation in the past. Maybe John will come to you first. This is Monday night football. This is prime time, and this is the Giants. Surely that's a recipe for disaster. I think it comes down from uh, complacency and under-preparation, really. Uh, and surely we've been, uh, we've been guilty of that in the past. Uh, Daniel Jones, mobile, um, which has also caused us problems in the past. But if you cannot defend mobile quarterbacks in the NFL these days... What are we doing? So we've had the whole offseason. Todd Bowles, let's face it, masterminds genius. The words do not describe it. So if we cannot shut down uh, this Daniel Jones-led offense, what can we do? The only possible thing I think of is if Saquon Barkley is fully back from his uh, injury. I mean, he could, he could be the best player of a generation. Um, so if he's fully fit, who knows? I've still not forgiven him, having drafted him in my fantasy team. Gary, do you think Barkley's going to be the difference maker for them? Uh, I don't, actually. I, I don't like to disagree with John, but um, there's not a team in the league that can run on us. We've been the number one rushing defence for the last two years. I, again, I think this is a relatively straightforward win for us. Alex, I think the other two are focused on, on you know, the, our defence and the Giants' offence. What do you think about the other way around? Do you think we'll have any problems moving the ball or scoring? No. <laughs> it's, a simple, it's a simple answer. Um, fine, let's move on. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> That's there's there's juicier games mind. to talk about, and I think the next one <laughs> is one of the juicier games to talk about. Our members wavered a little bit in their um, loyalty, shall we say? Only in quotes, seventy-two percent thought we'd take the win. And John, you, that's our first little red L in the what was otherwise a nice little green grid. Um, tell us why you think the Colts are going to do better than us. I mean, we're going to come coming off the short week um, to start with. Uh, so preparation is typically a bit more difficult. Uh, I mean, I think uh, Dag has made a great point last week that we are every other team's Super Bowl this year. We've got the crosshairs on us. Um, so they're going to be jacked up for this one. And yeah, I mean, Frank Reich and Carson Wentz, I think sneaky, it's maybe sneaky improvement um, in uh, the Colts play this year. Uh, again, another team with a good defence like Washington, typically. Uh, so we'll see. And... Uh, 
I hate to say it, part of it was down to this whole, well, we're probably going to lose somewhere. It's not going to be, it's not going to be 17 and 0 now. So it was like, well, away in the dome, possibly. Um, this is our close. bonus game, isn't it? This is the, this is the 17th game. <laughs> Gary, I mean, uh, John mentioned Frank Wright. I always find it awful when I think about coaches that I remember as players. But um, they're, they're a wily bunch, aren't they? Uh, yeah, this was uh, one I thought long and hard about. And again, because, you know, the Giants is being played at home, this is uh, in Indianapolis, which gives the might tilt the game in their favour. But again, I just think we're we're too good. Uh, you know, Frank Reich or, or not, he was he was an average quarterback. He's a far better coach than he was quarterback. But I've never really rated Carson Wentz, to be honest. You know, this is the point at which last year the Bucks really started to hit their pace. Do you think we, you know, across the across the season, can you see another slow start? You've got three losses in there now. Do you think this is the point at which it all comes good? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, it, it's I think that bye week will be key, having it slap bang in the middle of the season, which is, you know, that's what I looked at when I was making these predictions, you know, getting that break halfway through. I think we've got it in a really, really good, good place there. Um, and as you say, if you think back to last season, it was, you know, that towards the end of, of, uh, of that season where everything just came good. I think it'll be a similar pattern uh, in this season. And, uh, um, you know, as Gary says, I just think I agree with him. I just we're we're a good team now, <laughs> you know, um, and defensively we are so strong, you know. And this defense has now had, uh, it, effectively, this will be the third year that this defense has been together. Um, and look at the leaps and bounds that defense came on last year, and now they've got a preseason together as well. Now the, the Falcons home game. That was the one that 100% of the Bucks UK thought we were going to win. I mean, you know, you, you line up a panel of anyone and they can't agree about anything. But the fact that everyone said we're going to beat the Falcons, I do wonder. Uh, and in week 13, that's only 91% think we're going to um, we're going to beat the Falcons. Now, John, you're looking a bit shocked there. Did I? Did you I know, you know what's coming, don't you? <laughs> was this just a typo? It might have been. <laughs> 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 I mean, the survey doesn't lie, John. I mean, and, you know, I don't want to put you on YouTube saying this, but what do you think about the Falcons? I mean, they're a bit of an unknown quantity in their defence, aren't they? They are, but I mean, at the same time, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit flabbergasted at myself. Maybe this was the division rivals going away and raising the game and stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, we, we went, what was it? Three scores down for these guys last year at the end of the season and then came back and smashed them. So... I'm, I'm deeply sorry. Uh, I think I'm, can I uh, grab a mulligan like like I like to do in golf? And, uh, change I'll, I'll just get my uh, my green sharpie out <laughs> on the screen and start writing over it. I don't know if we can do that. <clears throat> Alex, is this as one-sided as it as it seems, or is it got the risk of you know just tripping ourselves up? No, not at all. This is going to be an easy win. Not no doubt about it. I think the Falcons have been done for the past few seasons. Um, I. Slightly controversial point I'm about to make here. I've never really rated Matt Ryan. I don't think he's as good as people make out. Um, it's hard as I see what you're saying, but he's got a good reputation. But people are saying maybe he's over the hill, and I'm personally clinging to him not being over the hill because he's still a damn sight younger than Tom Brady. I completely agree that he's overrated. Um, yeah. This is a guy that is a very competent quarterback, but uh, he's led by what the defense does. If you drop guys back uh, where you don't want him to go. He will take the check down. He'll take the dump off to Mike Davis this year. 
in previous years it was with his tight ends maybe not so much this year because we don't really want Kyle Pitts getting the ball um, but no this is a guy you can manipulate with good defensive schemes and he will throw it to where you want them to throw it Gary I mean John's mentioned Pitts the, the, the rookie tight end who everyone seems to think is going to set the world ablaze um, what's your take on the Falcons? Uh, new coach new system Will it be implemented well enough in time? I know it's week 13 we're talking about, but, um, you know, it took the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, about that length of time last year to, to really get in his groove with a new system. So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's a relatively straightforward, easy win. Buffalo, I think another interesting one. Um, ooh. This is where we were drawn. So a third of the Bucks UK have faith. Maybe it's they were gay. They were looking for places we trip up. Um, two thirds think we're not going to win. They probably agree with me and Alex. Um, Gary, maybe come back to you. What you know? Lots of people are picking the Bills for the Super Bowl. So you know, if if we if we're playing them twice this year, it probably bodes well. Um, but why do you think we're we're going to do it first time around? Because I think we're a better team. It's as simple as that. Uh, yeah, this is this will be a tough game, possibly even the toughest game of the season. But it's at Raymond James. Mm-hmm. Every single game, every single seat at Raymond James for the whole season is sold out. I'm, I'm I don't know, but I'm guessing Bills fans don't travel particularly well. Um, so the crowd will be on our side. I mean, I definitely wouldn't want it to be in Buffalo. I think, you know, the 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 the, the, the on the on the schedule is looking pretty friendly. But Alex, I mean, they've got a mobile quite young and up and coming quarterback. They've got lots of speed, uh, you know, out wide. I think they're going to put some points on, aren't they? I think they'll definitely put points on. Absolutely. I think uh, I'm going to give a very politician answer because I was, it took me a long time to decide whether or not to put a W on L when doing my petitions here. This was the game I found hardest to call out of all the ones uh, that we got this year. Ultimately, I think it comes down to our defense because look at what we did against Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year. You know, arguably one of the best, if not the best up and coming quarterback. Mahomes is sensational. You can't deny that. Josh and Allen and mobile. Absolutely. Josh Allen, again, mobile, young, up and coming, a fantastic quarterback. If our defense can penetrate that Bill's O line, then I think we'll be able to hold them and, and, you know, hopefully get that win. So, John, what's the secret to stopping the Bills then? I think it's rolling out the uh, Pat Mahomes game plan again. It's to drop the guys back in coverage. Uh, if we can, like the running attack wasn't great with the running backs last year. If we can uh, get the pressure like we did on Mahomes, then uh, Josh Allen uh, won't be able to beat us. If we can just drop that coverage deep and get pressure with four, it's game over again. Uh, and, and their defense, no one, no, everyone seems to focus on the offensive side of the ball, but their defense is it's not shabby in any shape or good. form, is it? It's good. No, Buffalo's good, but. Do we not take it for granted at this point that uh, with Brady at the helm, we can move it on anyone? And, uh, well, put it this way. <laughs> how important is the running game going to be against Buffalo? Just balance. Mm. Uh, I mean, was our running game massively important towards the end of the year last year? Of course it was. But almost to provide balance, I feel like we should have a comfortable offense this year that is knows itself. And that's the thing. If we can execute our own game, we know no one beats us. And do, minute, do you think... Do you think this is a barometer game in the sense that, you know, during the season last year, we lost to the Saints twice, 
but managed to overcome them in the playoffs. You know, is is making a statement against Buffalo important? Potentially, yes. It's a potential Super Bowl. It's a potential Super Bowl matchup. Um, anytime you can put a, a psychological victory on, uh, on a potential Super Bowl or playoff opponent, uh, then it's a big in the win column. Which is why that Rams game early on is also massive. And then, so that takes us on to the next game, which I think is a barometer game, the Saints. Now, the Saints earlier on week eight, this was the tightest one to call, and everyone just slightly came down on the side of a loss, um, you know, given that it was away. But now it's home, it's Sunday night football, and people think this is going to be easy. Is that because we think it's collapsed by that point? For me, the Saints are like an, an itch that you can't quite reach. You know, um, you know, Gary, what what's going to happen to the Saints that changes that over the course of the year? Oh, I don't think it's what happens to the Saints. I think it's what happens to us. And by, you know, week 14, 15 in the season, that our offence is going to be purring. So like it was, you know, at the back end of the season last year. So, again, I'm not going to say easy win. I'm... I've got two words which really worry me about the Saints. One of them is Jameis and the other one is Winston. And, you know, revenge or what? So He's so going to be up for it. Well, absolutely he will be. Um, This is one of the games I hope he carries on chucking the ball to the guys in the wrong colour shirts. Brilliant. Alex, (laughs) do you think he'll even be under centre though? Because let's take nothing for granted. That's a that's a good question. Um, it, it, everyone knows Taysom Hill is a, is a great weapon that the Saints have, um, and we certainly didn't enjoy playing against him last season. Uh, I think it was when we were at their place. I think he was under centre then, wasn't he? And then they, I remember they brought Jameis in, and I think on, it wasn't on a trick play. Jameis scored a, a a beautiful touchdown. Alex makes a good point. Jameis is dangerous. And Taysom is also both mobile. They're both scrambling. You know, they're, they're, they've lost line. They've lost wideouts. You name a position, they pretty much lost someone at it. Um, uh, at least they'll have uh, they'll star receiver back by that point, as long as he hasn't got banned again. Um, it's going to be hard for the pass rush, I think, to get to them. So we're not going to play our typical sort of, you know, pressure up front, are we? Is it going to make it harder? In terms of the mobility of the QBs, we've got that great weapon, Devin White, uh, to spy them. Uh, and we saw what he did to Kamara in the playoff last year. Uh, and he'll do the same thing with, uh, the, with Kamara and whichever QB is on the centre at that point in the, uh, in, the, in the Saints games as well. For me, I don't think it's about... I mean, yeah, they've named Winston QB1 as QB starter. But I think they're going to go QB by committee. Uh, Taysom Hill will come in and play just as many snaps as Jameis. Um, and they'll have all these trick packages... And they're going to have to try and win with this razzle-dazzle stuff. I mean, who knows? I mean, you made a point about Michael Thomas. Will he be there? Will he just take his ball and go home and say, I've had enough of you guys. Um, take me, get me out of this place next year. You've, not, you've disrespected me, blah, blah, blah. You know what these diva receivers are like. <laughs> um, so, no, I think, I think we'll win that one. Uh, I think we'll have the plan. And we'll have the, deep, we'll have the mobile linebackers to shut down the scrambling QBs, to be honest. Perfect. Well, it's, uh, let's hope it goes that way. I've got a sneaking suspicion... That's going to be a squeaky one. But Gary, Gary's promised purring, and um, that's the best possible segue onto the Panthers, Brown. 
Um, so first, I mean, this is this has happened all the time in, in recent years. We've had a division rival really close. Obviously, they never schedule back to back, but you know, sort of the next game but one. Um, so we start off away, um, and ninety-eight um, percent, you know, think it's going to be pretty groovy. But I mean, we must have the easiest uh, run in last three games of any team. I mean, McCaffrey, they. they you can't discount these this guy. They're, they're always going to move the ball. Yes, we've got number one Rundy, but they're, they're going to put points up, don't you think? Uh, no, I don't. As long as our D is fit and healthy, we'll stop McCaffrey like we've stopped him every other time. Yes, he'll get his 60, 70 yards. He might even get a touchdown or two. But, you know, we're going to be scoring 30, 35 points a game. So, you know, we can spot them 14 without a problem. Zink, is this is this the writing on the wall for the Panthers? Are they destined to be rebuilding for the next decade? It'd be interesting to see how Sam Darnold settles into the new system. Uh, a new, I, I mean, a new start could be interesting for them. But no, I mean, I'm with Gary. Uh, we'll shut if you shut down McCaffrey and get Darnold seeing his old ghosts again with our D line. Uh, it'll be an easy win. I mean, we'd have beaten them the last few years had Jameis not decided to throw the ball to them at the bloody time. It was shades of a bit of um, Barry Sanders and the Lions, I guess, to some extent, reminds me. But Alex, I mean, when when the Bucks weren't as good as they were now, actually the Panthers were our division rivals, and you know, people with strange names like Captain Munneling were sort of doing awkward things against us and making us look rubbish. Now, you know, it's almost a privilege and a treat that you know we consider the Saints to be the rivals. We're elevated, but you know. Do you, think the, do you think the Panthers might have some of that old rivalry or up their game against us? They've got nothing to play for apart from that point, but potentially their jobs. True, yeah, but no, to answer your question. Um, it, it, it goes back to something that Gary has said uh, you know, earlier on about a few games. We're just the better team. It, it, and it, look at these last three games. You know, Panthers twice, Jets twice. We are better than the Panthers and the Jets. Okay, well then, from sublime to the ridiculous, I think you all know where we're going against uh, the New York Jets to uh, round out our, our New York double. Yeah, that no one, not even the one crazy fool that likes the Panthers, <laughs> thought the Jets even had a hope. I presume by that point, their their quarterback will be broken in in two, um, you know, and the head coach will be fired with someone interim. Yeah, it's going to be a car crash, isn't it, John? Jets are going to jet, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think gary is, is this is this even worth watching i can't imagine this is going to be prime time uh, no it won't be but it will certainly be worth watching for us um you know this is there's only one winner in this this game in fact we might even be resting starters by this time in the season you never know Ooh. that could that could upset the people at vegas that make their money by <laughs> doing strange numbers with plus and minus signs that I never really fully understand. Alex, do you think we might be resting people? Could that make it interesting? It's possible. I mean, if we've got a playoff place secure, why not? But then, you know, Brady's not going to want to get rested, is he, if he has the choice? He, I mean, no, who's got, none of them are going to want to get, want to get rested. They're all going to want to play. We could well be. Um, might be like the Lions. He might come out for a half. Yes, true. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I'm just going to change the, the sort of slight direction of this podcast in a weird way and just say I think the Jets are going to be an interesting team to watch this year. Um, no, I'm not saying that they're going to... Welcome to yeah. UK Jets TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say that they're going to 
make the playoffs or they're going to have a winning season. But um, if I'm right, I believe their head coach is uh, is the guy who was the San Francisco uh, defensive coordinator. Um, and I thought he did a pretty, pretty good job over in San Francisco. And I know the Jets have got a history of, uh, you know, head coaches struggling there. But it, I still think they're being easy wing, of course. And uh, But it, they could be a, an interesting team just to keep an eye on. And then to round out the regular season, let's hope we are resting people. Although, interestingly, um, you can imagine, can't you? If there's a chance of 17-0, and 0, no one's getting rested at that game, are they, John? No, of course not. If, you, if you're going to shoot for the record but, uh, that has been physically impossible in previous years, then you're going to go for it. Um, but, yeah, last game of the season, you want to take momentum into playoffs. We've all, saw, we've all seen how important that was last year. And to be honest, I like the way that BA spoke on the opening uh, day of the season uh, this year when, they got, when he got the guys back. This year, there's crowds again. That home field advantage in the playoffs is going to be much more important than it was last year. To go away three times in a row like we did, uh, I don't want to do that again this year, to be honest. That's not the nice way to get to the Super Bowl. So if we've got a chance to get home field advantage to the playoffs in this game, then no, you don't rest, guys. You, you want to get that home field advantage against the Rams or... Packers again, whoever it is, because uh, yeah, a Green Bay away twice in two years. Oy, that's, uh, well, you're that's hoping. I mean, Gary, John's right in that you talk about the playoffs, and you're hoping that you get that first round by in the playoffs. So actually, if you're resting people, they might be rested a little bit too long. Um, and you know, and if you win the division, hopefully you're not going up against the Packers. You know, you might have a a, a gentle rumble against you know. Whoever comes second in the south, that's the central, sorry, whatever, you know. Um, so what, what do you reckon, Gary? How important is this game? Um, well, every game's important and you want to win it. Um, the the 17 and 0 is an interesting concept because we're currently in the middle of a, a an eight-game winning streak. So if they did by any chance get 17 and 0 then one more, and they equal that awful 0-26 losing stuff when the franchise first started. So if they've got a shout at going 17-0, I can't see them resting players. Um, But on the other hand, what Daggers said last week, this is the books. They always stuff up somewhere. So who knows? That's a really interesting point about the records. And... um... As well as obviously liking and subscribing and hitting the bell and all the things that the, the youth like to do on YouTube. In the comments, someone go and do the maths for us to work out how many more games the Bucks have to win so they're no longer the losingest game like, team in pro football. Because I'm really fed up of hearing that. And we, we must be doing something to get out of that hole, given the likes of people like the Jets are collapsing back into it. So, so Alex, I mean, so this is the point. I think we, we can probably safely say that's the season. But then... That's the beginning of the next part of the season, the bit we're not predicting. But, I mean, how do you see the playoffs panning out? Oof. Do, do I give uh, my Buccaneer fan answer or, or no. are we this is answer? Tell it how it is. <laughs> it's hard to repeat. It, it, it is. It's really difficult to repeat. Um, the playoffs are going to be tough. Everyone knows that. Um, I, one one the, the non-interception fact- of Breeze. And we don't win that game. Yeah, you know, if, if, if the Packers um, decide to not kick a field goal in a stupid position, we possibly yeah. don't win that game. It, it, it's little things like that, as you say, Kieran, that, that make all the difference in the playoffs. There is, as both Gary and John have said, that home, the fact the fans are back, 
will make the playoffs a completely different animal this year again as well. Getting that home full advantage will be vital because um, I agree with John. I, I certainly don't want us going on the road, you know, all the way for the playoffs with fans back in the stadium. I want us in Tampa with our fans behind us. I think that could be the really big difference there. If we can get that home field advantage, have all the Bucks fans in at the Ray J behind the team, and that could be the difference for us this year. To uh, if you know, if we do, um, you know, defend the Super Bowl, it could be down to the Bucks fans. So we are hoping that um, the only road game we have in the playoffs is over in Los Angeles. I think is is uh, is what we're saying then, but. Um... Obviously, our members as well as voting had a few things to say about it as well. Uh, Steve Gargett, a bit concerned that I'm predicting 13 and 4. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, if you know Steve, bless him, sometimes his glass is a little half empty. So um, I think he, he's saying 13 and 4, and that was really pleasing to see. I, I can um, understand exactly why Steve's, th- you know, <laughs> it, me and Steve, you know, I, we, we've got that telepathic connection. I know why he's saying that. Steve, I've got you, yeah, don't worry. That's it. And then our, our good friend uh, out west, Adam, we will sweep the Saints. Giants game will be inexplicably close. We'll lose in week 18 to the Panthers as we'll be resting the starters. So, yeah, Adam's picked up the point you've made. Maybe, um, maybe that game could be quite interesting. Maybe a bit of a, can you short against your own team on the betting? Maybe that'll be uh, a good option. Uh, Tom. We have the ability to go 17 and 0, but I think we'll find a way to lose a few games in the way that only the Bucks can. We've said it. You're Bucks fans. Um, there's a reason why our fanzine was called There's Always Next Year. Um, I think we, you know, and why we make rookie quarterbacks look like pro bowlers. But we believe, we still believe. Uh, and then finally, from Adam, going for two, getting two, go Bucks. Brady will break last season's TD passes record by week 15. Um, and I think we talk about, you know, so John, can you get to 50? Possible. Depends I on mean, the running game is, doesn't it? No, nah, I mean, the, the way the league is this year, the, the, I mean, these days, it's pass, pass, pass. Uh, the records that we saw 15, 20 years ago is going to be completely different for the next 20 years. Um, so, of course you can. Um, absolutely, of course you can. So, you saw the complete spread of, uh, of Bucks UK opinion. Um, you saw our, our view. You don't have to agree. Tell us in the comments what you think it's going to be and what it, what it should be. Um, that wraps our preview, but don't go anywhere because after this very video, uh, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. By the time you're watching this, it's possible the game's already been played, but in our in our hearts and our heads, we're still hanging on for the 48 hours left. There's lots of that on, on Twitter I saw today. Two days to go and, until the Cowboys. Um, Alex, let, maybe let's start with you. What's what's your biggest fear for the game of the Cowboys? Let's start negative and work up. Biggest fear. Um, biggest fear is that we just start off complacently, I think. Um, you know, it, Super Bowl champions, as has been mentioned already, we are going to be essentially everyone's Super Bowl. We we need to keep our heads level. Um, 
the Cowboys aren't a great team, but any team is able to get beaten on any day in the AFL. This is such an un- unpredictable league. Um, we've got to keep our heads in the game. We've got to play the best we can. So my biggest fear is complacency. Well, there, there might be someone complacent, Gary, mightn't there? Because I think Dak's uh, wallet started bulging since uh, since last season. He's he's got all the the Benjamins now. Do you think Do you think he's got the motivation to try and do it on the Bucks? I think he, I think him and just about every other player in the league has. Yes, um, complacency is the one thing I don't think will uh, hit the Bucks. We've got Tom Brady. He's not going to allow them to get complacent. Uh, they might be a bit rusty. Um, as it's the first game. I mean, you can never simulate game speed in, in practice, can you? But um, no, the, the, the Dallas offense worry me just a little bit. And if I know, talking of rust, Dak Prescott will be rusty as well, hopefully. Uh, I just hope it takes him a couple of games to knock that rust off because he's got one heck of a set of receivers. Interesting. John, would you agree with Dak, Zeke? Clearly, they've only got players with three or four letters in their name. Um, you know, do we do we need to worry about them? You, I mean, you always need to worry about everybody in the in the NFL. Uh, anyone on any given day, as is always mentioned, uh, can beat you. But for me, uh, I think losing their tackle to COVID, uh, I think their best guard has got a neck injury as well. I'm not sure whether he's playing. Is it confirmed yet? He's playing or not? If he's out, then they're missing two of the best O-linemen. And we know what we do to teams with the, missing the two best O-linemen. Um, Dak will be running around for his life again uh, on an ankle that is not too, only, what, 10 months removed from serious surgery. Uh, and then he's got a gimpy shoulder as well, apparently. Um, so he's broken before he's even started. Uh, on the receiver side, of course, uh, Cooper, Lamb, and uh, who else have we got on the other side? Uh, Gallup. Those guys, yeah, quality players. But we've got... They the can't defense. go and get the ball themselves, can they? No, exactly. And not, not if he's running around 15 yards backwards. I mean, Mahomes is a great player. We saw what we made, did, did to him with, uh, without an O-line. And the Cowboys' O-line was pretty bad last year, and it's, it's not going to be any better this year. And then, Gary, on the other side of the ball, do you see um, their defence posing any problems for us moving the ball? Uh, not in the slightest, no. I, uh, I sat down this afternoon just uh, to write a few notes, and I tried to write down some Dallas defensive players, and I couldn't couldn't write one down I don't know any of them so um, that they'll pose no sort of threat at all on defense to us we'll be charitable and call them a no-name defense because that that sounds less flattering and makes us sound more knowledgeable but I think I think you're right maybe maybe Alex the only people that can beat Tampa then is Tampa and that goes back to what I was saying about the complacency side and yes I, I agree with what Gary says obviously Tom Brady will not allow complacency but We've seen it so many times over the years that we beat ourselves. You know, um, it, there was games last year when it did happen. I know it was Tom's first season with us, of course, but I think was it Chicago? We, you know, was it, I think that was our first loss of the season, and you—that was errors that we were making constantly. Actually, you could make an argument for our first game against the Saints as well. I was what we we were watching that um, earlier on this week, and I didn't realise how many mistakes we made on offense that game. Now, yes, again, again, that was one of Tom Brady's first games with us. I, I get that. But again, yeah, it, the only team that really does seem to beat us is the Bucks. Oh, it's exciting. Football's back. It's been, it's been a long while brewing and it's really nice that we're going to have this game. So I'm going to make you all put your money where your mouth is and, and try and come up with a score prediction. While you're thinking, I'll get my one in first just so no one copies it. I, I think 
Um, it's going to be a lot tighter than people think. I think we will have a bit of rust coming out, but I think 2120 with a missed PAT. That's my call. And Gary's still lost his breath just imagining that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> twin, sorry, I should say. I should say, yeah. We spoke about the Giants earlier. I was in Raymond James when Matt Gay missed that extra, uh, the field goal, the short field goal, when we lost a couple of years ago. So I know all about missed kicks in the last minute. Um, no, this is, I don't, I, again, I hate to disagree, Kieran. Uh, That's right. Comfortable That's what I'm with. talking about. 34-17, and they'll be lucky to get 17. Some, some garbage time yards and points towards the end, Indeed. maybe. Indeed. Okay, Alex? Uh, similar to, to Gary's, I've gone 31-17 to the Bucks. Um, yeah, I think, uh, it, it, I know I've just talked about complacency, but we are going to get points on the board. And I like to think at our, that we're not going to be complacent. I'm being positive. So I know I said that's my fear, but I'm going to say we're not going to do it. Um, I think our defence are, you know, going back as well to thinking about the fact that the O-line of, uh, of the Cowboys is, you know, a little bit damaged as well no reason why our defence can't really make it a very difficult night for Dak. OK, and then, John, we'll come to you for your scores. And then after that, I'll ask you one one Bucks player, the one to follow, the player that you've got to keep. And you're not allowed to say Tom Brady because that's just boring. So, John, what's your score going to be? Um, I actually had 31-13 in my head, so very close to Alex. Oh. And I think the, the Dallas touchdown will be some sort of freak, long, busted coverage or something. And then a couple of field goals just that they've scrambled for. Um, while us moving up and down the field and again the second half we're only going to score like I don't know touchdown field goal second half as we just sort of mosey on out the clock uh, so yeah hopefully a nice easy win to uh, calm the nerves on a, uh, a very early Friday morning and for all our, our friends and family and you know and all, the, all, our, all our colleagues out in Tampa we, I don't think we can fully express how much we want you to get the win and to have a really great home opener um, you might not realise, but we're still not allowed to travel out to see you. Um, so we had people that had tickets for this game and they've had their tickets cancelled, they've had their flights cancelled um, and, you know, they're, they're gutted because they, they, we were all excited for this. But in terms of the exciting players to watch, Gary, who's the one buck that I need to keep my eye on this game? Uh, I will always answer this question in the same way. Uh, Mike Evans. Simply the best player we've got, I think, probably outside of uh, Brady. And, of course, there's, there's a question mark we've just heard about Godwin. Um, so if he's not fit to go, that brings uh, Mike Evans more and more and more into the equation. I really hope that we can see a Mike Evans with a bit more swagger. You know, I think he's always had confidence and pride, but now he's, he's been to the big game and won it. I think he, he can take his place now amongst uh, the all-time greats. John? Would you agree? Is there, if you pick someone else, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm for this game. I'm going uh, defense. I'm going Shaq Barrett uh, off the edge, couple of sacks, pressures all day, uh, and he's going to make Dak's life absolutely miserable. Do you think we might see a bit of early JTS flashing there as they get in the rotation? Oh, for sure. I mean, the fact that we've now got three what looks like absolute superb edge rushers means we can rotate. I mean, when I think of edge rushers, I think back to that giant Super Bowl uh, back in '08 when they had uh, Tuck and uh, the British guy, Omenura, yeah. in, rotation, in rotation, and their backups were equally as good. And now we can do that as well. I mean, we did it a bit last year, but now we've got even more firepower on our D-line this year. And if they're fresh against an, uh, an O-tackle that is blowing, 
it's a recipe for disaster for opposing It's offenses. true. You know, you rotate those defenders on the line, but the, you'd like to keep the same five linemen in. And, you know, the fact that, that li no lineman's going to take a playoff, they're not going to have the chance, are they? No. Uh, Alex, Alex, which buck do I need to keep my eye on? So I'm going on the defensive side as well. Um, I'm going with Vita Vea. Um, I think in some ways, some Bucks fans underrate just how important this man is. Because um, I I mentioned Vita last uh, last season and about how much of a difference he made in the Super Bowl. Because we didn't have him when we played against Kansas first time. The and thing just, to be, v just to be clear on this, kind of, I think you're right. It's not like he's a talisman or a character. No, it's a contribution, isn't it? The actual talent. 100%. It, you mm. have to double team him, otherwise, he's going to get through. Mm. And the fact that you have to double team him then leaves the space for Shaq, JPP, Devin White, you know, the rushers to go and get to the quarterback. And we saw that in the Super Bowl when he was the lead nose tackle. So for me, Vita Vea, his presence on the team leading that defensive line, it's so important. Uh, so he's the one that I'm going to be watching very closely because you've got to double team him. If you don't double team him, he's sacking the quarterback. Alex, on, on that note, I've got a, a very good friend of mine who used to coach uh, the Great British Adult Team and now he's coaching uh, one of the best high schools in California. Big guy, O-lineman. Uh, massive Bucks fan as well. Shout out to Love you, buddy. Uh, me and him were messaging all last year throughout the playoffs. And the minute it was announced, uh, Beer was back for that uh, for that game and for the, obviously for the Super Bowl as well. He, he messaged me straight away saying, we're going all the way now. This yeah. guy is a truly, he's a, he's a difference maker. Um, and 100%. Every, every o lineman that goes up against him is, you can't you can't guard him. So I completely agree, Alex. And that's backed up by guys that play at the highest, that coach at the highest level out in the States. It's awesome. So there you have it. The future is rosy. The future is orange, red and pewter. It's going to be a good season. Uh, stay here because we will be uh, enjoying that season with you every step of the way. Um, along with our friends at Bucks Report, we thank them for their support. They'll be offering coverage. We, you know, you'll be able to um, each week see our review of the last uh, week's game and our preview of the game coming up. Of course, if you are in the UK and you're a Bucks fan and you haven't heard of us yet or you're not a member, then get yourself over to bucksuk.org and click on join. It's not too late. There are some great prize competitions. Uh, Alex, Gary, John, thank you all very much. Thank you for watching, listening, wherever you are, on the train, in the car, in bed. I don't want to think about that too much. Um, but uh, it's been great. Thank you. And we'll see you again soon. Go Bucks! <laughs>